Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I would love if you could join, if you could share the room out, uh, if you could, and I want to spend the time, first of all, honoring moms. And so what I would love to do 
is, you know, first of all, my mom, uh, as I mentioned, she stands uh, barely five feet tall, maybe not even that anymore, but she is a powerhouse, make no mistake. She's been through some things big time. And she, if you met her and you see the level of grace and calm and resolve that you see on her face, is barely a wrinkle at 85, incredible smile. And she had the same approach, that same level of calm, that same resolute nature, that same relentless personality when we were just going through big time storms and allowed her to help us navigate through that. It allowed her to be able to know exactly how to nurture you guys know if you've got multiple kids, isn't it funny how you have more than one kid and and um, when you have more than one kid, it's just so interesting. I had somebody, a teacher, we were talking about it yesterday. My five-year-old Jagger and our five-year-old or seven-year-old Jackson, they live in the same house. They hear the same messages. They have the same environmental circumstances. Um, you know, we love them big time, both the same, um, but yet they're such remarkably different humans. And it's that question of nature versus nurture. And mamas know how to detect it, how to understand it, uh, how to nurture it, how to grow them. Uh, and they know exactly what to do. And my mom knew that with me. She knew that. I was, I was, she was big compared to me, guys. When I went into high school, uh, I was barely five feet tall myself. I was a whopping 93 pounds. I had a pirate patch on one eye. Uh, and I was, you know, I was a member of the chess club. So, yes, I had it all. Um, you know, can you imagine going into a new school as a high school freshman? And being the shortest kid in the class with a with an eye patch with a pirate patch that I hated wearing, but when I didn't wear it, it got me in trouble because uh, because I had a, a problem with my eye at the time uh, that was causing some issues uh, neurologically for me. You know, I had no reason to expect anything good was going to happen in my life based on how it started. I had no reason to expect that anybody was going to ever back me, support me, or lift me up other than my mom. We expect it from our mom. You know, I had no reason to believe in things that I couldn't see in the unimaginable. And like many people, I didn't even bother. You know, there's a psychological term called efficacy. Self-efficacy is our belief in ourselves to make something happen. And when Chrissy said, you know, if you see it, you got to go for it. But if you don't see it, that's why people don't bother. We never pursue what we can't see. We don't pursue what we don't believe we can make happen. Because there's a mechanism in our brain that wants to protect ourselves from damaging our delicate egos. Moms understand everything like that. Moms always understand exactly what we need and when we need it. And my mom was always there. Um, she always taught me to love all and to serve all. She taught me to embrace, not just tolerate, but embrace and pursue different perspectives 
because there wasn't just one way. Didn't matter whether it was religious beliefs, didn't matter whether it was philosophical beliefs, different approaches, different perspectives. She really valued them and she does to this day. And I've just always really respected the heck out of her for that. So, you know, my mom, uh, who unfortunately is under the weather right now, um, her name's Rosalind Spizak. I hope to have her on here one day. But she, um, needless to say, had a tremendous impact in my life. And she continues to have a tremendous impact, not just on my life, but my wife, my kids, and the rest of my family. You know, I'd like to open up the room. I'd love to hear your favorite story about your mom, whether that favorite story is one that just touches your heart or one that just makes you laugh or one that just causes you and always has to look at them or think of them with complete awe and amazement. But I would love to honor uh, all of our mamas today. Todd, I see that you're here. Are you here in the room right now? Yes, I am, but I am uh, I'm a little bit distracted right now, brother. You come back to me a little bit later, please. I will, I will, I will. Okay, so who would like to honor their mama? Monica? Good morning, champions. This is How Monica. How are you, Monica? I am so well, David. Um, I love your segment so much that I put it into my calendar as a recurring event every week. You're so, I don't so kind. It. You're so nice. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, You're Monica, so what is, thank you. What is your favorite memory or your favorite thing when you think about your mom or your experience uh, growing up or whatever it might be? It's such an interesting question because in the last few years, I've been really working on personal development and it's been a glorious journey. And so much of that revolves around revisiting, you know, that those formative years and, and looking at that experience between your parents and yourself and being able to look at it through a different lens as an adult and seeing what lies you told yourself and what things you saw in a different way because you had a different perspective. And so I have such an, a renewed respect for my mother. Unfortunately, she's been gone for many years. Um, but I have such a renewed respect for everything that she went through to provide a life for myself and my brother. And she was a single parent and in my primary role model. And so there's so many things I learned from her simply by being in the marinade of that home that have served me really well. And at the same time, there are also things that I recognize now today that have not served me. And so it's been my work and my honor to be able to give grace on those things I absorbed that haven't really worked well for me and to understand and forgive that situation and really get that she did every single thing she could do out of love and that it's now my responsibility to pick up the mantle on my own self and move forward with everything that she gave me that's good and learning from everything that that environment gave me that isn't and and be totally in love with all of it. So really appreciate the conversation today, David. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. I appreciate that really wonderful share. Thanks so much for taking the time. Who else out there would love to honor their mom or would like to share a story about being a mama yourself? I know that we have a lot of moms uh, with us today. And would anybody like to say something about their mom? 
something to remember their mom or some favorite memory they have of their mom themselves. Anybody? Dora Maria, are you there? Renee? Yan? I am actually here. <laughs> um, wow. For me. Well, hello. <laughs> hello. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I do uh, have great memories of my mom and my, especially my grandmother because they came to this country without knowing the language. And they would make up, not make up words, they would say words that they thought were English and we would be like not understanding. So we just ran with it. Sometimes we got it really wrong. Sometimes we were fine, but then we ended up making words like Rufo is like, the word roof, but with like an O at the end, that it's so not what the word for your your ceiling or an out um, the deck on top of your house or something like that would be, or a rooftop. Um, so we would give new meanings to a lot of words. <laughs> um, and so when people um, speak about Spanglish and things like that, it just reminds me of my grandmother and my mom. And, and then we would tell them like, you know, we used to get, um, you know, into conversations where, you know, she would say like, oh, please come with us to translate. And we were the translators for like the whole block. Um, and then there were times that we were in school and I'm like, wait, we're not there to translate for my mom or my grandmother. And we would come home from school and they just had this glow about them that they actually went and did something and were able to, you know, with the, with the English that they were learning, like they were able to do what they needed to do. and. Just seeing that sense of accomplishment when they came home, it was um, it was awesome. It was awesome to see how they thrived and, and survived in this space, despite uh, not knowing the language, right? And uh, understanding and navigating that space with kids and lugging us along and in tow as well. So that was something that just, every time I hear someone say something and like not proper English, it just, I, I laugh, but not at them. I laugh because I'm like, wow, that was the journey I was on with my parents. Like I learned Spanish first, I learned English with them. So there were words when I didn't know them in school, I would add to know because that's what my, my grandma would do. <laughs> so it was, uh, I just remember those things fondly and, uh, and I remember them. Um, they just, it, they didn't cave to the fear, which they could have. And as an adult now, I look back, I'm like, wow, they, they could have been scared. They could have just not spoken, and instead, they they just laughed at whatever. They're like, "Oh, that wasn't what that meant. Oh, I'm so sorry." <laughs> and then it was like, "What what is the word?" And then they would try to pronounce it. So it, I just remember those things fondly, like just the courage and the bravery to just just try again and try again, and and that's where that spirit um, was born in me as well. So I I appreciate those lessons um, as I was growing up. Um, in a bicultural uh, environment. So with that, I'll land what, my plane, David. <laughs> what, a, what a lovely share. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I have to thank you because you inadvertently just stirred up memories in, in my mind. You know, I've, I've shared with a, a very small amount of people, you know, over my life. My wife knows this very well. My mom knows this. But I don't have very many actual memories, direct memories of, of my childhood. Somehow, I think by the grace of God, he um, allowed me to block those things out um, so that I could focus on tomorrow rather than yesterday back then. Um, but one thing you did remind me of is, you know, I'm a, you know, many of you may not know this, but uh, uh, my, I'm, I'm half Latino, uh, Mexican, 
my father is a gringo, Polish, so I'm, um, I refer to as Polexican, that's uh, what I've referred to myself my whole life. And, um, and I grew up with Spanglish, you know, my, my father didn't want anything to do really with that culture or that heritage. And so even when we went to my, uh, we referred to my grandmother, uh, you'll appreciate this, Dora Maria, as Ita. Um, and it was appropriate because is is uh as much as i say my mom was a giant at five feet tall she was tall compared to my abuelita who is probably all of four foot nine and um but like like my mom she was just a complete powerhouse and like your mom you know they came here uh not knowing what was going to be here or what was going to be Sorry, in front of them um well siri's responding to me um they didn't know what was going to be in front of them I mean, you know, the name of this room is taking that first step to get, get where you want to go, everybody. And can you imagine where any of us would be if, if, our, if our parents, if our ancestors uh, didn't take a bold step at some point? Pretty much every one of us, if we go back far enough in our family trees, uh, there's the story of an immigrant who didn't know but felt uh, in their heart that they needed to take the first step in order to be able to move towards a better life for their kids and for themselves. You know, somewhere, if you go back in time, not too horribly long, you know, you'll learn stories of, of expeditions like Lewis and Clark or others that weren't satisfied with coming to the new land. That was, it's not, it's not as if that wasn't big enough crossed the ocean, had survived many hardships, have gotten into wars with the English, had survived that uh, famine, hard winters, and everything else. And yet, they had that spirit that we refer to now as the American spirit, that boldness, that, ad that adventuring spirit, adventurous spirit, to say, nah, I wonder what's over there. And they headed west. And they, and they figured out, you know, if they headed west, they found states like Ohio or South Dakota or Arkansas, Utah, Arizona, and eventually they hit the coast, California, Washington, and Oregon. And can you imagine, next time you think about overcoming an obstacle, can you just imagine standing at the foot of the Rocky Mountains and looking up? And turning around to somebody and going, "Are you serious? You want to go? You, you, this actually, this area seems pretty nice. Why don't we just settle down here?" But somebody said, "No, no, no. I think there's something better on the other side." And yes, there's also risk. It may not be, but we should check it out. You should check it out. You should check out that first step. You know, think about how many times. Our moms helped us, in fact, think about our first steps when we got up and how many times did our moms pick us up and pick us up and pick us up and pick us up and encourage us? How many times did we get answers wrong when we were four, five, six, eight, ten years old, and yet they picked us up? Mamas picked us up and encouraged us. You do it with your own kids. I know you do. But we would go, Dora Maria, to my mom, to my my mom's mom's house, Ita's house, every Sunday. 
And it was a completely, that was our only day of cultural immersion. And it was a day of Spanglish because my father had no interest in speaking Spanish. And, you know, my grandmother at the time, you know, didn't have a perfect English, not by a long shot. So I thank you for that memory because they don't pop into my head that often. And it was really nice to have that happen. Who else would love to say something? Yeah, Good morning. Good to see you, Flash. Yes. Oh. oh, please go ahead. Good morning, Yan. I'm going to go after you. Oh, yeah. great. Good morning. It's okay, Yan. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's start with okay. Yan, and then we'll move on from there. All right. Awesome. Looking forward to your share as well. And uh, David, you know I'm a fan. And... Um, I just Thank find you. this segment so heartwarming already, and I love the fact that we are, you know, uh, preparing for Mother's Day celebration and appreciation. And I love the fact that you mentioned it is not just about kind of mothers in the traditional sense, but it is about anyone who's playing a nurturing role, right, you know, uh, in in another being's life. So, you know, really, I think, you know, it's, it's to do with all of us. Um, and as for myself, you know, as you mentioned, you know, taking the first step, I think, you know, for me, um, my mom had always been, I guess, you know, the person who's um, always been supportive of me. Um, and I remember when I was just a little child, one of the first things that my mom kept uh, telling me is that I was born to do great things. And um, you, you might think that this is, you know, <laughs> probably inappropriate or false hope or whatever, but I kind of just believed it because, you know, that's one of the things that she said to me was that this must be true. Just like when she says to me, you know, if you, I don't know, it, you know, if you uh, uh, do this and you'll fall over or whatever. So, you know, I've kind of always just believed it to be just truth, you know, and I think that is really important, you know, the confidence. And the other one that, um, you know, I think what my mom did uh, really well for me is to, um, help me to put down those burdens that a later on society would place on me because my mom broke free of that herself because, uh, you know, my mom is uh, a business lady, you know, she's an entrepreneur. Um, and um, back then, you know, the, the mothers didn't really travel for business much. Um, so, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were judging her, and but she never, you know, expressed any guilt. And whenever she came back, she would tell me about where she went and what she did and, you know, things that um, she's accomplishing uh, for, you know, for, for our family business. And, you know, I was really inspired and she showed me what work ethics was and, you know, how to do it without guilt because it's, you know, she would tell me, you know, spending time. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Time together, it is sometimes not just about quantity, but it's about quality. And uh, she would always make the time positive instead of, you know, negative and, uh, you know, focusing on criticisms uh, you know, of her children. So I kind of felt that she really set me up um, to live in a freer way, um, you know, breaking free of boundaries and breaking free of, you know, uh, kind of judgment. So <laughs> I so I really love my mom for doing that for me. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, looking forward to hearing the share from other people on the stage as well. Thank you so much, David, for this. I love it. 
Ian, thank you so much. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for always being here. And thank you for bringing so much value every time you, you do share with us. Uh, before I, I jump to uh, other, other folks, you know, I want you also to think about, guys, when you think about that first step, and you think if you are fortunate enough to have a, a mama, a very special mom in your life, and I always try to connect people in the coaching calls. I've done it for the last two months. But reconnecting them to, to their child side, you know, to who they were as a kid, why? Sounds crazy, but it's really not. Because that person believed they could do anything. Like Yan said, that person had a mom, typically had somebody who lifted them up, who picked them up, who dusted them off, who said, don't worry, you're going to be fine. You're going to fly. You could do anything. And you know what? Because of our childlike curiosity and wonder, we didn't know any better, perhaps. But in our in our heart of hearts, we did know. We believed what, what we were being told by our mom, by our parent. You know, if you had a single parent who basically was mom and dad for you, um, they told us. And we believed them. And we moved forward. And you know what? More times than not, it turned out we could do what we, we felt we wanted to do. And I think it's so important to remember that now because that five, six, seven, eight-year-old version of yourself had just unbridled enthusiasm. They had just endless amounts of courage. They had just endless amounts of energy, belief, excitement. Uh, just think about that. Get in touch with that kid. Are you still that kid? Are you still leveraging the things that made you so great and so powerful as a personality back then. Who else wants to share? Hey, David. Good morning. Oh, go ahead. Good, uh, so, good so morning. I saw, Honest... I saw... yep. Go ahead. Is that so I'm so grateful. Yes. This is Samira from, okay, I don't know. Who's... Oh, Should Samira. I go? So let's, okay. do, uh, let's go to Samira and then Maya and then whoever okay. else wants to jump in. Go ahead, Samira. Um, How are you? Okay, so how are you, David? Thank you so much. I would, I'm really grateful for at least today giving me the chance to honor my mom. Oh my God, this is such a great gift and thank you from the bottom of my heart because when I remember my mom, she um, passed Where did away. you grow up first? Uh, yes, that's why I'm going to say, well, I grew up in Tunisia and Spain myself. So my mother okay. is Tunisian. Okay. And can you imagine like... Now it would have been 90 years ago because she passed away six years ago and she was 86. She taught me everything about antioxidants, uh, herbs, how to oh be, uh, yes, it's like, this is really, that's why I, I really thank you for that because today that's why I'm freaky um, about anything that has to do with epigenetic, with health, but with the herbs, with the habits, walking she was the everyone was talking about her walking she walked all the way and then she learned languages german uh, french with the books on her own and she taught me like sewing you need to do it uh cooking you need to do it uh you need to feed your brain because uh, you are the, your only rescue can you imagine uh, me like 90 years and this lady 
has always made me be the best version. Always never give up. That was her thing. Never give up. You can. If you want to do it, you can. Waking up early. Because for her, at 7 a.m., can you imagine, David, when the sun rises, you know, for these countries, it's like, ooh, it's too late. I mean, if the sun rises, you're not supposed to be sleeping when the sun rises. You need to be No, you got to beat the sun up. Yes, absolutely. Can you imagine? So I am so grateful that you brought all these memories. And uh, I'm so honored to be the person I am today because it really brought all this to my incredible mom, even though because of the conservatism, you know, the Arab world and that uh, period, like she was very conservative not to do that. But I found my way to do anything I wanted, no matter what. And she said, I'm afraid sometimes because you're not afraid because you go for everything so thank you for making me uh remember her and honoring her today and this is really a gift that you're giving me thank you so much i did not have unfortunately the possibility to, to go in her when she passed away i was in barcelona she was in tunisia but i think today i did say to her thank you mom you are such an incredible hero for myself and I am the person who I am today because of you. So thank you, David, again for bringing this to me. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank thank you for, for joining. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Maya first. And I just want to, you know, again, encourage everybody. Um, and we all have, you know, different stories to tell. We all have different upbringings. Some of us, you know, some people were born into just really remarkable families, you know, where they didn't know any strife. Um, they've never not known a day of peace or harmony. Um, they've never not had the support, the loving support of both parents. Others, you know, only had uh, one parent like myself. And I was fortunate that my mom was such an incredible human and is today. Others never had a mom uh, at all. Some don't even know who their mom is. And so, you know, I, I just want to also honor you because I know, I know I can, I mean, I don't know what that's like because I had a mom. I know what it's like from the other side. Um, but I also want to honor you um, and just acknowledge the fact that, that, you know, some of us just were incredibly lucky and some of us were into situations that were much much harder but all of us hopefully figured out how to find our way here today and that's a pretty amazing thing and i think all of us the vast majority of us would say that even though we haven't met each other that we genuinely care for each other genuinely love each other genuinely would love to lift each other up no different than than moms did for so many of us so Maya, what's your what's your story you wanted to share about your mom? Good morning. Well, Maya, um, is it Maya or Maya? This is Maya. 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 <laughs> yeah. Thank you for helping me with that. That's no problem. You, Thank you. Um, I'm really enjoying um, your your talk this morning, and um, my memories um, that I want to share are about my grandmothers. Those women were awesome. They were amazing. I spent an awful lot of time with them as a child. So they gave me, um, they, they helped me develop the self-esteem um, 
that I have today where um, my grandmothers would always tell me that there's nobody in on the planet that's better than you and you're not better than anyone else. So I've always had a really good sense of self. But I'd like the, the little bits of wisdom that they used to drop on me when I was really little and I would look at them like, okay, I don't know what that means. Um, maybe, you know, one day I would figure, figure it out. But I remember um, my um, paternal grandmother telling me um, one time when I was a little girl, I wasn't even a teenager, and she said, never get your meat from the same place you get your bread. It's like, okay, grandma, I'm not quite sure what that means, but um, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. So it wasn't until I became an adult and started working that I understood what she meant. And that meant that you should not date people that you, you work with. So you don't get your man <laughs> from the same place you get your bread, your money. So, and I thought that that was really um, cute. And another thing that I liked about my, my, my other grandmother, my, my uh, maternal grandmother, is that she was an exceptional cook. Well, they were both exceptional cooks because that's what they, they did as a profession. My um, paternal grandmother was a cook at one of the hospitals and my, um, my, maternal grandmother um, owned a restaurant. Um, so uh, unfortunately, I did not pick up any of their cooking skills. I was too busy doing other things as a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> but my grandmother, even as adults, she always, when we became adults, me and my brothers, um, she would always cook these big meals. And she was living with her older sister um, at the time. And my, my aunt would always say to her, why do you cook so much food? She said, because the kids may come by and they may want something to eat. And they were right because we were like in our eight, late teens or early 20s and living on our own and not able to afford much more than rent. And we could always go to grandma's house and eat. And I've, um, I do like the same thing for, you know, my grandchildren. Well, my grandchildren are still little, but for other people's children that come to visit me, I always have too much food and somebody, and I, I'm always able to offer someone something to eat and we sit down and we talk. So, and I miss them so much. I spent so much quality time with them before they passed. And I'm just so happy to have had them in my life. So thank you for allowing me to share those memories with you all. Yeah, thank you for, thank you for that share. And, and don't you have to just sit back in awe and for those of us who were so fortunate to know our grandmothers, to, to have a mama, to know our mothers, and to see what they got done with little or nothing, it's really extraordinary. You know, my mom, as I mentioned, had five kids. Uh, my father never paid one dollar of alimony, not a single dollar. Uh, she never worked until he, he walked out on us. Uh, until he sat us on the bed and said, I'm leaving you guys. This is to us kids. He you know, peered down at us. Uh, very imposing guy. He peered down to us. We have a hot mic. Um, and he peered down and he said, I'm, I'm leaving you. I just want you to know I'm leaving you because you're cramping my style. Can you imagine? Those literally were his words. And she had to pick up the pieces from there. That was that was the last thing that we heard before he walked out. Uh, never looked back at that time. Um, and yet she picked up the pieces, didn't pay alimony. She, she never acted like a victim. She never complained. She went and got a job for the first time in her life. And then she got a second one. 
and you know the story, she got a third one. And then she finally got a, a, enough pay from the first two that allowed her to go to college at night. And she got a two-year degree. And she did all of that so that she could become an executive assistant. And I don't think my mom ever made more than $40,000 a year. But yet, when I helped her buy a car, uh, when I helped her about 10, 12 years ago, my friend who owned the dealership said, hey, it was so nice to work with your mom. And I just wanted you to know she had the highest credit score we've ever seen in the dealership. So uh, nearly 900. And I just was always in awe by her because she figured out always how to make the mortgage payment, even though she's making very little, even though she had five kids to raise and feed and clothe. And she figured out how to do it. Never missed a payment in 60 years, never missed a payment. Um, so I'm just awestruck by her. And as you shared that story, you know, God bless the grandmothers and their wisdom to know if they just make food, we will come. <laughs> I love that. Who else wants to share? David, hey, I David, this you? is Martin. Can I jump in there? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before you do, Martin, I want to hear who else was uh, in the That was James. But that gentleman can go first if I okay. can follow him. That'd be great. Yeah, you've got it, James. Martin, uh, what would you like to share? Nice to be nice with you. Nice to be Martin. with you, David. Thank you for your grace and this, this hour. It's beautiful. Uh, just right quick, six years ago, uh, I lost my mom uh, suddenly and unexpectedly. She died in my arms from a pulmonary embolism. And it, my world collapsed. Sorry it, to hear that. It, my world collapsed, and it caused me three years of suffering, which I've, you know, thank God, pulled my way out of and moved forward in my life. But one of the things I wanted to share that is so impactful for me, 58 years or 50, 50 years later, is when, when I was eight years old, my mom was appointed to serve as a as a minister at a United Methodist Church in. Texas, and I want you to understand as a woman in the early 70s to lead a church was almost unheard of, and which meant she was in a seminary, going to seminary in the late 60s, this woman. And so she gets her first church and she's, for years, she's subjected to a lot of verbal, you know, harassment and insults from congregation members and from pastors, that male pastors who didn't think a woman belonged behind the pulpit. And so at one point, I guess I was maybe 13 or 14, I said to her, I said, Mom, why do you do this when all of these people insult you? Because I was very defensive. And she looked at me and she said, Martin, my calling from God was stronger than anything anybody could ever say to me. And I remember that 50 years going at 58 now as I start this new business and I'm ending a marriage, a new marriage to a woman who didn't believe in me, didn't believe in my dreams, didn't believe in what I was pursuing. And I remember that today because David, because of this program today, I remembered that comment 50 years ago. And I asked myself, why is it that I can go through my dad being starved to death? Why, why can I go through my mom? Why can I go through this marriage? And, and have a woman tell me that she doesn't believe I'm capable of doing what I'm going to do. It's because 
50 years earlier, I heard my mom say her calling from God was stronger than anything anybody could say. And my purpose in life, David, is stronger than anything anybody could say, including an intimate partner. So I want to celebrate my mom, tell her I love her. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful, David, that you've hosted this room. Thank you very much. I'm done speaking. Huh. David, are you there? Oh, good. I thought yes, it was just I'm, me. I'm here. Sorry. 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 Hey, David. I, I, uh, <laughs> having trouble on miking everything's going to be okay uh thank you at least i appreciate it um so i was just wanted to thank you martin for that really uh wonderful share about your dear mom and and my condolences uh on her passing six years ago i can't even imagine uh the heartache that you went through and i'm just very thankful glad to hear that you've you've been able to uh, get to a much better place. And I want to thank you also for reminding all of us that no matter uh, where we are in life uh, and where they are, we have the ability to get into a quiet moment and, and thank uh, those that have made an impact on our life, even those who have passed. We've got a hot mic somewhere, if somebody could grab it. But Martin, thank you and wishing you all the best. And I wanted to go from, from you to James and then uh, I wanted to see before I go to James, is there anybody else who's going to want I'd to I'd love to if I could. For the top of the And that, who is that? Uh, this is Gail. Gail, wonderful. You'll be after James. James, go ahead, please. Thank you, James. Excuse me. Thank you, uh, David. Uh, I just want to say first to you, uh, what a way to start a new day. I woke up and I heard you speak. And on many occasions, David, I've heard you speak and it always just warmed my heart. I'll uh, tell you just a quick thing about me. I'm a spiritual being with a lot of emotions, and I got emotional this morning when you uh, spoke. The last time I got that way, felt that way, is when I heard Grant Cardone, and I wish he had been in this room this morning as well, when he was interviewed and he spoke about his mother, and he choked up so bad that they kept the camera on him, and it was many, many minutes that went by before he could uh, get himself together again to finish his interview and it was just so warming and you did it to me again this morning. And, and with that being said, I'm just gonna share my feelings about what a mother is and how important they are. And I wanna start by saying first, thank you to all the mothers that are in this room this morning and the first steps that you took on many occasions because that's brought us all together this morning here. We're all in this room because of the first steps mothers have taken. And mothers that are in this room, if you don't hear every day from someone how special and important you are, please let me on their behalf tell you, thank you for who you are. And that's all I can say about it. I know that mothers, I say it again, coming from me, I feel that mothers very, very uh, uh, soon, soon in their lives, I should say, uh, early in their lives, understood the importance of expelling doubt and fear. They had none. 
and that was that's what gave them the ability to have into to follow their intuitions to listen to their hunches wherever their source was whether it was the universe or the heavens i know this much i know this much god's favorite child and i sent that to you david this morning god's favorite child is a mother he loves all of us but god's god's favorite child is a mother mothers can make deals i'll tell you the thing that i remember about my mother most is that she made a deal with god and god allows mothers to make deals with him she wasn't going to leave this earth till she's seen her whole family together around a bedside and she was supposed to have gone many days prior to this and i watched her i watched her make a deal and god accepted it and she stayed alive till she's seen all of us around her bedside to say goodbye i have the utmost respect for mothers and i just want to tell you david thank you again for making me have such a special morning to build on today and to make sure that i find new first steps like my mother and everyone else's mothers that done to uh to move forward in life and to carry people with us god bless all of you and thank you david for this opportunity i've never been on this stage i probably never will come again but when you had this topic and the way you shared it this morning and the emotions that was in it i just want to tell you thank you for being so magical and setting the stage for all of us today god bless all of you james thank you thank you that's very humbling and um i really just appreciate the fact i i love the way uh, life works you know i had no idea you were going to be here um and it's such a blessing to hear from you and from everybody else this morning and and the 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 cool thing to me is that even though each person is sharing something that's memorable and special and personal uh i think that we all can relate to it um and then i i wanted to go i believe was it Gail, who's next? Yes, yes, it was. Hi, Gail. How are you? Hi, good morning. Good morning. What a beautiful, precious topic for the day. Um, I have so many wonderful mother stories, but I'm going to tell you one really quickly. My mother um, had a terrible, terrible childhood, and she didn't have one memory at all, not one single solitary memory. She gave birth to three sons and then had to have a hysterectomy. Um, She ended up adopting a little girl from Bangor, Maine, and that was me. And I will be, I will be 69 this year, this summer. And she adopted me in a time in the 50s and 53, and she did a do-over. She got a chance to do a do-over. She did her entire childhood completely over through the joy she saw in me. I am so blessed to have had the most amazing childhood because of that do-over. She stepped in and she made sure that the world was full of possibilities. And every crazy idea that I came up with, and I had a million of them, she thought was fabulous. She honored every single one of my crazy ideas every time. Now, as you can imagine, 
as you can only imagine what that does when there's nothing but possibilities in front of you and and you literally think the stupid city is even named after you i lived in a little town called galesburg michigan (laughs) she just was amazing and i was blessed to have her in my arms when she passed on but i want most importantly what i really want to do is to let first off everyone in this room everyone in this room whether you had no mother whether you had no caring whether you had no love there's enough love now that's coming from this room to make up for that and you're all here so you're all not only are you survivors but you're thrivers And then the possibilities are endless because of the companions we have surrounding us. And I wanna speak to those who are mothering others, whether they are a female or a male that are mothering the unmothered all around them. Thank you so much for being there. We are the arms of God and we all have that, the ability to mother every single one of us. I just wanna say do-overs, can start today. They can happen at any time. And I was so blessed to have the mother that I had. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for that, Gail. Um, You brought up something that I think is very, very important. And I had brought it up earlier. Not all of us uh, were so blessed to have that person in our life um when we were young and some people didn't have that parent at all and some people had parents that uh, just didn't have the capacity um to be able to give us what we needed at that time what you needed at that time and so my thoughts and my heart goes out to each and every single one of you i wanted to um share with you something that alicia branham shared with me and that she was uh, blessed to have somebody uh, share a book uh, with her. And it it looks like um, Dora Maria. I'm not surprised I recommended the book. And the name of the book is Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents by uh, Lindsay Gibson, PhD. And, um, And that book should share with me Uh, had an impact on her and helped her tremendously. And so before we wrap up, uh, Alicia, did you want to jump on? I apologize. There's only a few minutes left. But did you want to jump on and just share the power, the impact of that book, what it meant to you? Sure, absolutely. I'm happy to. Um, Hi, my name is Alicia. I live in uh, Utah. Um, I've been listening for a year. David Spizak, I I really adore you and I am grateful when I can find your rooms and I'm blessed to know um, a lot of the ladies in the G100 group and uh, I work with Amelia and a lot of those other people in Danelle. So in my process of growth and having mommy issues, because some of us do and we're not blessed with that piece, right? And so this book helped calm all of the why, like, why me? Like, 
what, is it me? Is it something special with my family? And what I learned through that process of reading that book is that like, it's even not them. They, they don't know any better. Like you said, um, my parents don't have the capacity to do more than what they've done for me. My mom is a victim of sexual and physical abuse growing up. I come from generational emotional and physical abuse. Thank God I had no physical abuse in my life, just tons of emotional. But that book to help calm me as far as like, why me? And I look at all these people with these wonderful families, you know, like, that's not me. <laughs> and so I, I, I really felt that that book just, it was a five and a half hour audible that I picked up because some of us don't have time to read, right? And it was the best investment I made in myself. It's calmed me down how I feel. Mother's Day is not going to agitate me anymore because, you know, I hear Mother's Day and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't have that mom. Like, I don't, and it's not just me. I'm not the only person out there. So if this book can help one person like it helped me, like Dora Maria helped me, I really hope it helps other people. I'm complete. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time just to reach out to me. Alicia, I thank you for being here, for listening, for the kind words, for reaching out, and for the reminder that uh, we, you know, we all have completely different experiences. And you know, as we sit here and we talk about honoring uh, our moms, those of us who are so fortunate, being reminded that not everybody was. But I also want to go back to something that I believe it was that James said, and that is that we all, you know, have the time, the ability, you know, there, there are times for me with my two young sons, my five and my seven-year-old, trust in the fact that, you know, the positive impact that, that I'm able to have on them, please trust in the fact that so much of that has come from watching my wife be a mother to them. Um, you know, my nature is different from hers. My approach, my, my, what I was brought up with was different from her. And watching her be a mom to them and nurturing them at different times in their life as they go through what kids go through in the course of growing up has taught me so much. And it has taught me that, yes, even us guys have the ability to learn from our mothers, uh, our partners, um, and anybody that we see that treats people with that level of compassion, humility, uh, nurturing, grace. And it teaches us the power um, and the impact that they have. And it also teaches us that we have the ability uh, to do the same. Make no mistake, I can never be her. Make no mistake, I can never do exactly what my mom did, not for me, not for my siblings. But I will tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I am who I am because of who my mom brought me up to be and what she taught me and, and because of how I'm able to see my wife uh, do what she does so brilliantly as a mom. And I always say, I'll leave you with this, and it may sound silly, but it means the world to me. It, um, if I could conduct my life every day in a way that makes my daughter, my wife, and my mother proud, 
um, I'm doing something right. And so they, whether they're with me or not, whether I'm on the road traveling for work or not, um, they are forever in my mind, those three people, because they guide me and remind me and challenge me to be the best uh, form of myself that I can be as a human. Um, with that, I want to thank everybody who took the time to listen, who took the time to join in on stage, who took the time to share their really important shares this morning. And I want to honor everybody, all of you that are moms, that act in the capacity of a mom, and especially those uh, who are our dear moms, both those that are here and those who have departed. I want to wish you all a very, very happy Mother's Day with whoever you choose to celebrate that day with, uh, if you do so. And I want to wish you a really wonderful rest of your day and weekend. Um, and last but not least, uh, my my link is up top there, my link tree. And in it, you will find a connection to my podcast on Spotify or Apple or to my coaching call, free coaching call, which happens tomorrow. And it happens every other week, the group coaching call. I really hope I have the opportunity to see you there, um, to get to know you better. And mostly, as always, I hope there comes a time when I have the ability to meet each and every one of you as many as possible before I leave this earth in person and take this off the clubhouse. Wishing you the best. Thank you for your time. I'm David Spizak. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.